Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your hosts, Sean Chris, Joe Thomas jumping off from the chopper. He's got a loaded semi-automatic weapon. And I'm going old school, baby. I got the rollerblades on from the 90s, but yet they got little jetpacks on them. And I'm flying through the air, man. I'm ready to go. Brat! Brat! Man, yeah, you got Blade Runner on us real quick. You know what I'm saying? He's ready to go. Ready to go, <laughs> baby. You know, hey, well, uh, happy, uh, merry late Christmas. Happy early New Year to everybody. You know what I mean? Hope you guys enjoyed that uh, UFO Christmas as much as we did. We had a good time with the fellas. You know what I mean? It's always good breaking it down with good friends that uh, have great information. You know, shout out to Justin and uh, Jay from Crypt of the Corn, Tony. Uh, from the confessionals and Eric from Uncomfortable Podcast, it was a great time. And if you haven't, you can always go back and check it out because it's gonna—it's an episode I think that you'll definitely uh, enjoy listening to. Yeah, man, it was a blast. It's always a blast working with those guys, and you know, especially with Justin being so uh, knowledgeable when it comes to these subjects, and you know, him being a biologist, he really kind of led the way. But everybody got in on the fun. It's always getting the boys together and just having a blast. Yeah. And we knew, you know, a little Christmas special episode for everybody. But it's one you could listen to all year long because it's a subject matter a lot of people don't know about, biological UFOs. So, you know, definitely go back and check that one out. Um, but we're ready to get into some fireworks today. But before we do, we'd like to remind you guys, you know, go to Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. If you're not already, join and become a subscriber. We got plenty of new uh, content coming out. I didn't you, we were just talking before off air how you got something new uh, for everybody, you know. So yeah. we're gonna have some more and more, uh, you know, content like that. So go join on. It's fourteen uh, four ninety nine. Yeah, four ninety nine. <laughs> and uh, become a subscriber. And uh, you know, if you want, you can uh, also we have the cash app for anybody that wants to donate to Kill the Mockingbirds. That's KTMB donations. We made it a little easier so people could know too. And just so you know, we're still. Uh, we have it up and running and published for the um for the page for uh man, can't the Patreon. The Patreon's going. It's just uh we're we're uh getting the content ready to roll in there. So just look up for all that stuff and we got more and more to come. Just wanted to get all that stuff out of the way before the fireworks begin. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a blast today. And just for everybody, if you didn't understand Kill the Mockingbirds podcast, that's the Instagram. So go to Instagram, subscribe to us there. We've already got several subscribers now, which is really dope. Special content for you. Um, we're doing live shows every Tuesday and Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can come in. We're going to be doing uh, topical subject matter. Uh, you can ask us questions. If you buy badges during the live shows, obviously, we'll definitely answer your questions <laughs> whenever you hit us up. 
for sure. Like you said, Patreon, we got three tiers. For everybody that knows how we roll, baby, we got that lower tier, that right cheek. We got that next tier, that left cheek. And for the real ones that are ready to go, both cheeks, baby, let's go. You can go ahead and subscribe to us. We're going to have new content there, brand new shows that won't be on any other format but Patreon. So you'll be able to go there and listen to a bunch of our members-only shows, which will be super dope. Um, yeah, man, I- I'm with you on all that. And let's kick off the show, man, because uh, you know a lot of people uh, are hearing off. You know, uh, Nancy Pelosi gave her pretty much her final uh, speech for uh, Speaker of the House, and it's a doozy. So let's jump right in. Strong bipartisan I vote yield back the balance of the, my time and wish everyone a happy, healthy, and safe. New Year. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Schwanza. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever it is you celebrate, be safe. Happy Schwanza. <laughs> Schwanza. Man, how much does she have to drink before that, man? Jesus Christ. Christ, man. Schwanza. And what's up all this Kwanzaa talk, man? I swear to God, man, Joe Biden, Jill, they did a whole, like, Kwanzaa thing. Man, if you haven't heard uh Kabbalah <laughs> Harris talk about how they at her dinner tables <laughs> growing up how like Kwanzaa was this huge thing and how like it was this giant family tradition and all that bullshit like I'm telling you man the shit they make up just on the fly man just to like just virtue signal something is fucking amazing to me and even though like it doesn't matter like uh who the speaker of the house is I mean I'm hoping that this is the last uh, we see of Nancy Pelosi. And if that's it, I feel like the crowd's going to go wild. Fuck you, Pelosi! <laughs> Stupid ass bitch! Drunk bitch! Because, <laughs> man, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's funny to see her slurring and saying idiotic things. But, man, it it, it just annoys me to, like, how can I feel like the, the, the system works in voting when I keep seeing that bitch be... <laughs> voted in every time it's awful man it's just the awful representation but i almost feel like they want that like they want these awful representations up there just to make us feel like we're doomed like you know what i mean we're looking at all of these career politicians and and these uh propped up individuals that represent our country and when you're in that country you're just like man like where are we going like where are we going yeah man like Who's who's driving? Like, you know what I mean? That's like when everybody's drunk and you're like, We're who's driving? And then they're like, one of us. One of us? Like, what the hell? Like, one of us is gonna drive right now home. Yeah, that's just a scary thought at times. And we seen uh Vladimir Churchill Zelensky uh uh you know jumping up and you know everybody praising him and him getting a, a little bit more dough in his pocket, you know, that player player, like he's getting that money, like he knows what to do. Here's a little supercut of everybody comparing Vladimir Zelensky to Winston Churchill. Politicians and the press often toss around comparisons to Winston Churchill, but this time, minus the cigar and the whiskey, it fits. President Biden face to face with the man who was who has drawn comparisons to Winston Churchill. 
and in a dramatic wartime appearance reminiscent of Winston Churchill in World War II. This was historic. Uh, some people have compared it to when Churchill came. Zelensky is very much acting in the Churchillian tradition. What could be a Churchillian moment? I mean, he is a modern Winston Churchill with an iPhone. Someone who probably is the most courageous and inspirational leader since Winston Churchill. Where Winston Churchill stood generations ago, so too President Zelensky stands. So you're almost saying that Zelensky's had a harder job than Churchill had. That's exactly what I'm saying. This is a historical figure. This guy actually can be compared to Winston Churchill, to Lincoln in 1860. So if anybody doesn't think that the news is like from some kind of script with these are multiple news agencies and that little buzzword of Winston Churchill and Zelensky comparison. But uh, he got his money. He didn't leave here empty handed. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, he's he got quite a, a, a severance package. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think it was part of the uh, Senate uh, 1.7 trillion uh, funding bill. Like uh, I believe that was tossed in. And there was tons of of garbage tossing it. And here's a little bit of that uh, a bill to like kind of lay it out. The Senate bill contains a record $858 billion in military spending, about $772 billion for non-military programs. It earmarks $45 billion in emergency assistance to Ukraine. It does not include a child tax credit expansion, Democrats say, would have sharply reduced child poverty and hunger. That's $45 billion to Ukraine on top of the, I think it's like, I don't know if it's 80 or 90, I'm not, I'm not, I should have had the numbers, but there's, it it just keeps going. What they do is they trick us. They're like, oh, they keep saying 500 million, you know, every like month. And we're <laughs> like, ah, oh, that's not too bad, you know? But then we forget that that adds up, you know what I mean? It's like when you, at the end of the day, you're like, you get that bill and you're like, what the fuck? Like, you know, so <laughs> we, we're invested. I mean, 45 billion is a lot, a lot of money, man. And they're giving them like military weapons. And uh, I mean, there's some. I think we're giving them some missile systems. There's a couple of missile systems we're we're handing over to them. So it doesn't look like I, what I thought in the beginning that this would go away kind of quickly. Like I thought it was just going to be a little like you know diversion, and it, it looks like it's going to prolong. And it it might be deep into 2023 where we're still hearing about this. Well, Sean, I think I think it's always been. I think that they're just putting it out there for us to see and hiding behind it, this mask of war. But Ukraine's always been a place of yeah. a lot of laundering of money between a lot of countries too. It's not just us. There are a lot of countries that are involved with this. So really what you have to look at is we're giving Ukraine a bunch of money, but how much are we washing and how much are we getting back in a different format? And I think that's what sure. people don't understand. What, when we're mad about them giving money to Ukraine, we're mad about paying taxes to the government and it's our money that's going over there. But then when it's washed, it's going to the pockets of all these career politicians and all these elites. That's what we're mad about because the money's being taken from the little man and it's going to the big man, not the big man, but the big man as far yeah. as, as these. Well, elites. he's getting some too. He's getting some of that too, but I mean, that's part of the cut. That's part of the deal, right? Yeah, no, that's what's happening. That's big time. Like, I didn't get to clip it either, but because uh, there was so much to, to clip, but I think it was on the one of the more, more recent Joe Rogan episodes. And, you know, he, uh, he he's has some good things on there from time to time. 
and it was trending on Twitter earlier today. But he had this guest on there that was talking about, you know, uh, uh, how they uh, mine for co- uh, for uh, cobalt, you know, for, mm. for, uh, for the lithium, for lithium batteries and all that. And how I've said this many times. I know you've said this like a lot of people. I'm not I'm, I'm not saying anything that mo- a lot of people know, but there's more slave labor in today in society and with these electric cars, uh, just to push it even further, there's more slave labor than there was at any point in the world. Yes. There's more profiting from slave labor than any point in the world. So a lot of people not trying to downgrade the other people that have parts of slavery, but I'm just saying a lot of people say they, they would speak up and I hear them silent when there's plenty and plenty of that people could say about what's happening. And then they're going to go buy their shoddy uh, Tesla. That's a piece of shit and, and, and think they're saving the world when in fact they're not only damaging the environment by digging it up, they're also uh, supporting slave slave labor. And that's what I also see in Ukraine as well is like, we're promoting this shit. Like when all these people have their little Ukrainian flag, that doesn't mean it's okay. Like, yeah, no, people will get killed. Like innocent people, innocent Russians, innocent Ukraine, Ukrainians. That's going to happen, unfortunately. But it happens more when we're blindly just saying, yeah, let's support them. When we have Zelensky, you know, on all these Oscar and, and, and moments. Uh, shout out to the World Cup for not letting uh, Zelensky make a speech. He wanted to make a speech <laughs> in the World Cup. And they were like, hell no, because they're so greedy. They're like, man, you better pay us, bitch. All that $45 billion, man. You better chip in. FIFA ain't, FIFA ain't free, buddy. <laughs> Talk about corporate, man. FIFA's like a yeah, world yeah. corporate organization, man. Yeah, yeah, they ain't playing with your little games like Zelensky, yeah. man. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they, did, they didn't allow that. But I do think that People are blinded and all they think it and, and I get it. They want to make it righteous. I'm not saying even they're bad people, but they're they're they make it themselves easy to be like, oh, well, it's the right thing to do. Instead of looking into like, hey, man, do we have to go this route? They just say we have to give them the money. It's all right if we pay more in inflation. They don't see what's really going on because they say that same parroted line that if we don't stop Putin, he's going to come to us. Now, man, first of all, we wouldn't even be next right away because we're pretty far like compared in comparison of other countries. But that's the. The theory that they'd like to push around the parroted um, tweets, what you hear is, well, Putin, uh, you know, he's going to he's going to invade us next. And then on the right, uh, not to give them any like uh, leeway either. Now I see a lot of people on the right on Twitter like we stand with Putin. Like, come on, Ugh. bro. Like, it's so annoying. Been like going on, though, really <laughs> since Q started, because yeah. Q loves yeah. Putin, man. Like, oh, my God, they've been did. they've been behind him since before Trump got in office the first time. So. I, in all honesty, the Putin thing doesn't shock me because he's closely aligned with Trump. And even though they butted heads, you know, people tend to think of Putin when they think of Trump and vice versa. So I get why, you know, he gets a lot of the uh, rights love, you know, and to some degree, there's a part of me that does believe that Putin has in some ways pushed back against the system, not because of where the right thinks that he's doing it. It's more of a, he's just a greedy bastard. And he thinks that he's going to fight the world and he could do whatever he wants. And he's kind of said that. And I think when the Clintons had him installed, because let's not forget that the Clintons had him installed. Yeah, yeah. When the Clintons had him installed, they thought that he was going to be more of a puppet for us. And what ended up happening was Putin's a gangster and Putin's like, Nah, man, he played everybody. So he's doing his own thing right now. And I think at the end of the day, 
you know, how this plays out, I don't know. And does he play ball to some degree? Yeah, he has to because, you know, he wants, you know, some sort of importing and exporting, you know, globally. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he does have his own agenda. So I think that makes him kind of a wild card in the sense you don't know what he's going to do. And I think that's why people compare him and Trump a lot, because people have that same view about Trump, too, that he's kind of a wild card. And to some degree, you know, I, I'll give him a little credit there because as much as I think he's a part of the system, those guys sometimes have their own agendas too, man. So you don't know they, they could just go off the rails. You don't know. Sure. So uh, yeah, that, that's a big possibility. But to me, I just go back to like, man, he's intelligent. Um, he's uh, always been in intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's his background. He was close with the, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, man, I can't think of his name right now. Um, the, the, uh, Henry Kissinger. Uh, he was really close with Henry Kissinger. Good friends. They still have lunch to this day. The original globalist in America, one of the original globalist uh, movement pushers. Uh, they're huge on like biometric data. They're huge on like you know uh, finding different ways to trap their their fellow uh, man, you know, like into the system. I can see that the pushback would be to be like that pissing contest. Like I want to be at the top of the hill. I sure agree with that, but I, I don't see any much difference to a lot of these people. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the people that are pushing for him, they they really believe like, oh well. You know, it's because, you know, he's a Christian-based uh, uh, country. This is what I'm hearing them say. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a Christian-based country, and this is what's going to help, you know, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, he's still repressive. That, Of course he's going to – he's not going to go – if there's a predominantly uh, Christians, you're not going to just go shit on them. Like, that would be a dumb move, right? That doesn't mean that he's on board with everything that they're trying to no, do. No, you know? absolutely not. I, I do see I, – I, I do see – I just think it's funny, though, like when – Cause to me, I'm like, let's just stand with Americans, like, and and let's fix our thing, and then like by example, let's say, hey, look, look what we're doing. But it's it's hard to do that because it's so twisted. And what happens is you're not gonna get conversations like me and you know, because too many people are like, oh, you're either Team Putin or you're Team Zelensky, and I'm like, man, I'm like not on either team man. at like, all. I don't give a shit. To be honest, I would be fine with just putting them both in a fucking octagon and letting them fight it out, and then whoever wins wins. We know that's, who me, would that's win the best that scenario. Fight now. We know who would win. Yeah, that yeah. Fight now. That I don't know, even... man. You never know, man. Because you know how, like, sometimes those like people that surprise you. I don't know, man. Maybe Zelensky was surprises. Maybe he has a little bit of moves. Maybe he he did a, a UFC movie type thing. You know what I mean? He had some training. I don't know. Just also, Putin's older. You know what I mean? And Putin's a germ foe. Well, we don't really know, actually. Because what we know of Putin is what people are telling us in the intelligence agencies, and they lie all the time. So it's hard to put a finger on any of these things because everybody just likes to tell us what they think. But, yeah, for the most part, I would say that probably Putin would win. But he's a little older, so who knows? But those old people, though, too, that, that those old boxers still fight and knock people out. So, I mean, you got a point there. my biggest pushback <laughs> was that Zelensky, you know, we've all seen a video of him, the high heels, dancing around, all that stuff. But... It made me think, Oscar De La Hoya, he's also Ooh, in a dress. He also loved dress, you know playing dress up. So he was a badass fighter. So maybe he's more like Oscar De La Hoya, man. Maybe he comes <laughs> in there and he's hitting him with the right, left, and Putin's just shook in the corner, man. It'd be like some like straight up. And he's like, coked out like Oscar too, probably. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, so you're probably right, man. That, that that would be fun. Uh, but I'm just saying, that's to me, I've always thought that's how all wars should be fought. Like, man, put the two in the ring. The leaders that are saying that we should go to war, 
and uh, you know, fight to the death, and then move on. And at least we don't have to have a bunch of damage. But but it no, just, it's all for uh, it just goes back to what show. we're talking about, Sean. It's all show, right? And that's and that's all that it is because these wars are to make money. That's it. Like at the yep. end of the day, they're there to make money. And yes, there's a, a globalist agenda behind it. But at the base level, there's a lot of money being moved around and a lot of money being washed between all these countries, Russia included. So let's not forget about oh, yeah. that either. It's not like they're not making money too now, man. They want to make it out like they're not. And it's like, no. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's why sometimes I feel like they're in on it because, you know, they're fucking raking it in right now with all the oil especially to the eu right because eu is like trying to do they're, they're putting the strangle it was almost like they got the green light to really uh amp it up and, and sometimes i do kind of think like you too like i'm like well maybe xi jinping and putin are just like some gangster dudes and be like yeah we, we know what you're trying to do and we're not necessarily against it we just want to be the leaders right like, you right, know what i mean we sure. want to be the leaders of it also, and i feel like it's a mafia war i'll go a little bit deeper man you know and just to borrow a theory from a good friend of ours uh ron from new england man when he talks about the kazarians how the kazarians are deep into ukraine and russia so they're yeah, running yeah. both countries man and it's just a big money laundering scheme between all of it so when you really break it down this isn't it's not just one-sided you know it's all for yeah, show yeah. again it's for show for all we know putin and, and Zelensky could be on a yacht together and 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 laughing yeah. about this whole thing we don't know man these these guys it's a whole different world again i see when you get up to these elite levels i know these guys are puppets but when you get up to these elite levels the world is their country there's no there's no country lines anymore. It doesn't exist, these people. Yeah. And then here's Chip Roy, Senator Chip Roy, kind of like, uh, you know, there he's nothing really could say, but I, I did like that he kind of made some pushback. There's a longer clip, but this is what I got. Thank the speaker. I thank the gentleman from Pennsylvania. And I can't help but be amused that the gentleman from Massachusetts says that we refuse to come to the table. As if the gentlelady who will soon be the chairwoman of appropriations Ms. Granger, my colleague from Texas, doesn't want to sit at the table with colleagues on either side of the aisle to come to consensus about how to spend taxpayer dollars, or better stated, how to borrow money we don't have. As if that's actually true. What table is the gentleman referring to? What table does he want us to come sit down and negotiate? It's not this table. I don't have the power to offer an amendment on the floor of the House of Representatives, despite being elected by 750,000 Texans. I don't have the ability or the right to be able to stand up for them and have a debate on the floor of this chamber. Everything the American people is watching right now is a complete sham. It's a fraud. A fraud being perpetrated on the American people right before their eyes, right as we head into Christmas, sitting here on the 23rd of December. And we got 18 Republicans who joined with Democrats in the Senate, get on their fancy planes and go home. And we're sitting here trying to do the work of the people, not spend money we don't have, not drive up more inflation, not have 7,500 earmarks for $16 billion for pet leftist projects across this country. What you see here on the floor of the House of Representatives should make everybody ashamed. The People's House. 
Not one amendment has been offered on the floor of this body since May of 2016 in open debate. When in fact, what you see here is a 4,100-page bill cooked up by a handful of people behind closed doors, brought before the Rules Committee with no ability to offer an amendment, no ability to debate, no actual discussion on the People's House floor. And my colleagues on the other side of the aisle know it. And we're spending money we don't have. Money we don't have. And like, it's always ridiculous to hear that there's these like 4,000 or thousands of pages and then they give it to them and they're like, all right, well, we got to vote. And like, like, obviously, there's no way you're going to be able to read all that with even a day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A whole day spent to it, which they don't even have that whole day. And it's just made that way. And that's just like the purpose way of like, just in case somebody accidentally slips in. That's my belief is that just in case we get some, uh, righteous do-gooders that do slip into the government uh there's no way they can actually uh vote against it because they tie in a lot of things uh, you know they tie in things that like you're running on but i think it's he went further in the clip he called out mcconnell and romney and uh, a bunch of other uh republicans and saying how that they run on uh being physically uh c- conservative and they're not doing that and they haven't been doing that and and i agree with him like i don't know uh, uh you know chip how uh he just, he seems, you know, sometimes you get these good sound bites, just like Rand Paul. Like, you get these good sound bites. It's not like nothing's going to happen. That's how I look at it. Like, right. nothing's going to be done. It's a good sound bite. It sounds good. Like, you know, like sometimes you're like, ooh, like the little ooh and <laughs> all moments, but and nothing's really going to be done. But that, the reason I played that clip is just to lay it down. Like, really, man, they threw a bill out there and they're just spending $1.7 trillion and just sucking up more of the taxpayers' money for no reason. Like, there's no benefit to us. It's 45 million of it's going to Ukraine uh, and military, like you said, not even just Ukraine, but other military projects, other little stupid things. And they threw in there, too, like uh, as you, we heard the clip earlier, they didn't put a child credit t- uh, credit tax. I think that's a little shot to try to get Biden out. I think some of those things, too, that happen. Uh, we've heard some stuff and I have some clips later, too, where they kind of hint at, too. He's not doing enough about the climate. I think all those things are just uh trying to push him out like so they can get one of these polarizing lefties in there because they don't want him. He was just like a patch job. You know what I mean? Just let's patch him in so we could kind of like make it a little sloppy so we could really get the ding, 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 the 2024 fucking fight of the century, fight of the century. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. For sure, man. Because, you know, we we know the whole, you know, 2020 election, you know, how that all went. So we don't even need to get into what happened yeah. there, how it happened. It happens every election, every election, QAnons, every <laughs> election. It's not just all of them, but the one Trump got in. Let's make that clear. Every election is a setup and we know it. Like quit playing like it isn't. Yeah, that's what they like to pretend. And another thing that was huge, man, like I played a little bit of clip on, uh, Instagram with that Holcomb, you know, from New York, uh, this whole like winter, like craziness, right? Like, I mean, I've been in Michigan <laughs> about six, seven years now and I'm already used to like, Hey, it's winter, right? Like shit happens. Like, you know, but they're like, Oh God. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like we're dead, <laughs> man. This is, what are we going to do, man? I'm like, I don't know. So this is how dumb they think we are, bro. Like this is a news clip. And I just thought this was hilarious because me again, being from California, I still get this. Like, I'm like, oh, I understand that right away. I didn't, and I've only been here six, seven years. And they're like talking to us like we're morons. 
The infamous black ice, the thin coating of ice that glazes the road after frigid temperatures that can create dangerous and deadly road conditions. But you may be surprised to learn that your first instinct to slam on the brakes may be the wrong one. Hmm, so my instincts are wrong. Let's go further. Experts say take your foot off the gas and keep the wheel steady. If you need to brake, do it gently, riding it out until you're clear. Steering as best as you can combined with braking or accelerating increases your chances of losing control. Ah, thanks, guys. So just so you know, if there's black guys, don't slam on your brakes. Like, what the <laughs> hell, man? We're not idiots, bro. Like, that shit's so annoying Like that they think of us as morons that they're just like, yeah, they don't know how to drive on ice. No, no, don't get me wrong. I do see people sometimes driving. You're like, man, that guy is kind of a moron. But... If you've lived in a cold state for a couple years, even you should know <laughs> it's not like that drastic. Like, but they're making it super out. Like they're going out of their way to call in all kinds of stuff, snowmageddon and, and the, the frozen cyclone bomb. And like, you know what I mean? These like war type of, uh, uh, of analogies and, and phrases that really get people going. Here's another one where they were talking like a more scare tactic of the freeze that's coming. Well, it already kind of passed. Because by next, by the time this comes on, it's going to be 50 degrees, 60 degrees. <laughs> 45 states from Washington down to Texas up to Maine are on alert right now for severe cold, wind, snow, and flooding. New York is among the latest states to declare an emergency, shutting down part of I-90 to commercial traffic. Blizzard warnings have been issued in 10 states, but the biggest story is the extreme cold extending all the way to Florida. Some areas of the country have seen temperatures drop 70 degrees in 18 hours. And today, a so-called Bomb cyclone setting up wow. over the northeast. A flash freeze will be making travel treacherous. Treacherous with that bomb cyclone. Man, I tell you what, I was I was watching a, a clip, and I don't know, and I'll be completely honest with you, man, it was in passing, so I don't remember if she was, you know, I don't know what seat of power she had, but she was out of Buffalo, yeah. and she was saying that... She was making a big deal about all the snow in Buffalo and how they had to bring in the National Guard. I think that was Holcomb. It was Holcomb. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was Holcomb, right. uh, the governor of New York. It was the governor, yes. Making a big deal about it and climate change. And it's like, every year, they have tons of snow in Buffalo. And she's Bro. acting like, so, it's like Florida. And it's like happening in Florida. And that's what everybody was making fun of. They said... They are pushing this climate change so hard that even in states where this is normal, they're trying to make it not normal to you where you're like, oh, man, it, yeah. is, it is more snow than it's ever been around here. Wow, this is kind of crazy here in Buffalo that we're getting snow. Like, come on, man. Buffalo, Minnesota, Wisconsin, all Canada, it gets blasted. At upper Michigan, like, luckily I'm in a good spot. Like, we don't really get hit. Like, people were tripping out before, like, uh, on Thursday uh, or Friday, back, right, right before Christmas, people were like, oh, man, got to get to the store, man. We got to stock up because we're going to be. And I'm like, first of all, we never get hit. Like, I get it in the Upper Peninsula. They get slammed, right? Like, right. you really got to get your shit. Like, but they're used to it. They, aren't, they, got, they got everything stocked. But when I went to the grocery store, everybody was like, man, we got to get all our groceries, man. It's, we're going to be stuck in. Man, like, literally less than two inches. More snow fell on Christmas and then it did the three prior days, which we were supposed to get 12 to 14 inches of snow. And I was like, dude, it was like literally an inch and a half, if that. On Christmas, we probably got maybe two inches. Like, we're not too bad. Nothing, like, horrible. Right. I'll say the ice sucked. Always the ice sucks because it rained before. And 
But that is what happens here, man, in these states. It happens every year, every year. Like, I don't know why they act like, like I said, that's why I prefaced with this, like saying, hey, I'm not from Michigan. I'm from California and I get it. Right. I know what happens. I'm like, it's wintertime, you know, like, yeah, the first year. Yeah, you might have got me like where I'm like, oh, man, it's, it's, they're like, it doesn't happen like this every year. When I first came here seven years ago, that is when they said, this is the worst winter we've had in like 20 years. And it was true, at least records wise, like yeah. cold and or, or maybe it was like 30, 40, but it w really was. But look at this. 1888, 30 to 40 feet of snow fell in northeastern United States. Like, it's like, come on, man. This is not something new. This is not something that climate change is causing because Hochul was trying to make it seem like we're getting more of this because of climate change. But then she kind of made herself look stupid because she was comparing it to the 70s uh, blizzard that they had in Buffalo. And she's like, yeah, that's where Buffalo started. So it never snowed like that. In like, barely they'd get a little <laughs> bit of snow. But in the 1970s, they got this huge blizzard. Then it kind of died out. And now it's back. Like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Like, it what are you talking it. about? Well, it's just like the whole climate change tide, right? The tide, the, yeah. the tide levels. You could look at pictures from the early 1900s and look at them now, and they're the exact same. It's like, man, there's the no flaps are the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they haven't changed one bit. I know, man. Like maybe, like there's like, uh, like if someone measured, it would be like maybe, like there's some kind of like, uh, you know, small in little fraction of where you're like, well, technically a little bit, a little. You know what I mean? Right. I'm sure there's, but that's probably part of life. You know, like that's part of like what happens. They were saying, and and that's the thing is people forget. People have short memories, you know, so they forget that they were saying that in 2012. That we can buy Miami. Miami's gone. You know what I mean? Right. It's going to be under, it's submerged underwater. Uh, it's just these constant, and they, then they go, okay, well, it didn't happen yet, but it's going to happen. And then they just move the push the goalposts a little further. And, and I'm like, I've said this before, and I know other people have said this too. Like, first of all, not only why are all these elites getting property on these shorelines, right. why are banks giving loans? To people to buy their, like you're talking about a 30, 40 year loan. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, it might be gone in five years. Who cares about my money? I, if anybody cares about their money, it's banks. Absolutely, <laughs> you know I mean? man. They're, they're not going to give you a loan for something that they know that, hey, in, in 20 years, you, you're not going to be able to pay because it's gone. Right. In five years, it's gone. So they're not going to give you that loan. So that's just the logic behind it. It's like, if it's gone, they wouldn't loan it to you. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't add up. It, nothing they do adds up for what we need to do, and it's always and it's always been that way. They're pushing it more now. Um, they had a great great tester the past two and a half years on how easily yeah. people could be manipulated into anything, and climate change is going to be a huge piece of it going forward. Um, you know, oh, they've yeah. done some great testers on that in the past year too. You know, in France with the heat wave, and you know all these other places, Colorado when they had the uh, electric companies uh, capping people's um, AC off at a certain level. So they're getting ready to do that too. So people that are getting all your smart everything in your house, just know that they're going to have access to cut off or cap off whatever you have going on in your home. You know, it sounds good. All of these, you know, items that are, that make life quote unquote easier for you, but that's the game. They're offering you something that looks good, but there's always a purpose behind it. And the purpose behind it's generally control. 
Yeah, and that's kind of like the same thing we've seen with these viruses. They they're using things that are like kind of already in in uh, common talk, right? Like, what's one thing that like the generic talk that everybody says when you walk in a liquor store or gas station into work? Oh man, it's hot outside today. Oh man, it's cold outside today. A lot of snow today. Like you know, what I'm saying that they're using things that are are in our everyday vocabulary, our everyday life to scare us. And then what they do is they make a news report. They're like, oh my God, did you hear about Buffalo? They got tons of snow and there's so many people died. Well, how did they die? Oh, well, this one guy died because he set a fire in his garage and closed it. Hey man, it's not my (laughs) fault that he's not smart enough to like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's other ways to stay warm or they turn the car on and they had the garage closed. Like, come on. That, that, that is just idiotic. You're not smart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that is not the same as just like freezing to death. You know what I mean? Like, and how they switch it because it's global warming, climate change. Right. And now all of a sudden, like they go, oh, well, yeah, it's global warming. But I'm like, you know, it does get cold too. And the th- reason why, and there's a difference between weather phenomenon and climate. Weather phenomenons are tornadoes, uh, you know, hurricanes, snowstorms, uh, big rainstorms and climate, meaning the whole temperature of the entire planet goes up by a degree or two degrees or some some something like that, which it hasn't done. These are we're talking about weather phenomenons. And good old Denver, their little uh uh their little home unit over there, which is probably also bought into like one of those Sinclair groups, I'm sure, you know, Sinclair Group owns so many news outlets and they're like kind of pushing on the agenda of that, like, no, yeah, they're weather phenomena, but it's still climate change difference between weather and climate is on display in Denver. As one of the coldest Arctic fronts in the city's history arrives in a time where global warming takes many of the headlines. A single storm like this can't be blamed on climate change and its occurrence can't refute it either. Here's what the research is showing about the connection. Scientists have proven that human activity is causing the entire atmosphere to warm, but they've also discovered that the Arctic is warming at a much faster pace than it is in the United States. That can cause more chaotic weather patterns leading to more extreme polar vortex outbreaks in the future. Here's how it works. The polar jet stream controls the weather patterns in the U.S. When the Arctic is extremely cold, that jet moves fast and remains in a tighter circle, reducing the chances of the most extreme polar air from escaping to the south. But since the Arctic is not as cold as it used to be, the smaller temperature gradient is causing the polar jet stream to slow and become more wavy. That increases the chances of Arctic outbreaks in the states. A possible result is more extreme single-day cold events, while overall seasonal temperatures increase. And there's data to support that. There's now been three extreme polar vortex outbreaks in three consecutive years. Besides this week's, there was one in February of 2021, which crippled much of the nation's power grid in Texas. And another one in September of 2020 that brought the earliest freeze in history to Denver, Colorado. And yet the average fall and winter temperatures on the front range have been steadily on the rise over the last 60 years. It's because it's man-made! It's all fake! It's fake! It's fake! They're causing it! And then they're still making this crazy excuse about how they're like, it's because it's getting hotter in the colder areas. So then it's causing this chaotic weather. So then it's this one spot. It gets super cold because it's getting warmer. Did you even hear them? Do people even hear what these people are saying? They're, they're just talking out of all ends of their ass cracks. 
It's crazy, man. And people believe this shit, Sean. It's just, it's pure. I know. Like, I listen to this guy right here, right? And I'm like, it's so fake. And gay. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can think. <laughs> and gay. <laughs> you can't, it's, it's, that's why, like, it's funny. Like, it's, like, hard for anybody to really take it seriously. So, it's affecting the United States, right? South Africa is closer to Antarctica, right? Yeah. What's the temperature? That, let's see their week forecast. 80, 80, 75, 66, 71, 71, 71, 70. Like, explain it. Like, it, it, you're not explaining. You're making no sense. Like, that's logic. That's the thing I, I, I try to tell people. And I've actually got through to, the, like, the people that are kind of, like, liberals, but they're not really liberals. Or, like, the people that are kind of on the border, they're just, like, they didn't like Trump. Because, like, I understand why people don't really like him, but right. they just kind of fell into that crowd because of that. I've talked to a lot of people about that, and they're like, they're, I, I tell them these basic things, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Or they'll even say that, too. Like, they're like, yeah, you know, I do kind of think it's dumb about the whole electric car. Like, before I even think the whole electric car thing that they're like, hey, we're saving the environment, but we're still running it off, like, you know, the electric uh, the electric grid, which is funneled by big oil like you know what i mean the like natural gases and 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 get like they see that so it is good to see that some people are kind of getting it that's why it's kind of a little bit good sometimes that trump's not in there because he was a good figure which you know people could debate he was a good figure to get people uh blinded right right like you either just believed everything he said or you would go against everything or anything because you hated him so much you couldn't see so you'd be like yeah we should do the green uh, electric cars fuck that guy instead of saying like hey that's still a dumb idea even though i don't like that guy right and that's what they're doing exactly what you're saying like he twisted those words like that's what i didn't understand is he's like well you know like because it's getting colder in the arctic and since it's getting colder it's melting and and like i could kind of get that if like South Africa, South America, like if they had the same temperatures that we had in the Midwest or all that stuff, then I would be like, ooh, maybe maybe you're onto something. But then why was it so patchy? Right. Why was it really warm in these other spots or even the, in the United States? California is like 70 degrees right now. No problem. Like they're good. Vegas was 69 degrees on Christmas Day. Like it's it's it doesn't add up. Like it's the same places that are always cold and have always been cold. If you go look through the record books, you'll see that it's always been cold. And there's even colder days. And sometimes it gets colder than that. They can't decide, so they're just mashing everything up. Trying to make it fit to their scenario. Like, they're like, no, no. And again, whose fault is it? It's our fault, right? Yeah. We, it's our fault because we're idiots. Just do what we say. You know, the only way to fix it is to do exactly what we say. And that's what it comes to. And then... You know, the whole ESG push is part of and tied into this. Absolutely. So, you know, what would Southwest Airlines do but come out with a commercial? Hey, Jet Setters. Want to offset carbon? Now you can each time you fly with us. For every dollar you contribute to help Southwest offset its carbon emissions, we'll not only match your contribution, but also give you rapid rewards bonus points. How's that for showing you some love? Your contribution will be used to purchase carbon offsets for projects like the Kutznuwu Improved Forest Management Project in Alaska. The carbon revenue generated from this project enables the Haida and Clinket people to protect acres of forest land that could otherwise undergo aggressive commercial timber harvesting. But carbon offsetting isn't the only way we're sharing our heart. We continue to modernize our fleet with more fuel-efficient aircraft, 
and support the development of sustainable aviation fuel, all of which point towards our goal being carbon neutral by 2050. The world is a beautiful, miraculous place. Let's keep it that way. So we'll leave you with one question. Want to offset carbon? Little catchy elevator music. (laughs) Man, I feel like I was like in a movie. I was like, man, I kind of want to go and donate. You're like, you know what? I want to to offset the carbon. (laughs) Let me offset. Offset. Yeah, it's like, it's, they just went crazy with that, man. Like, uh, uh, I didn't, I know, uh, I don't know, man. That's the, to me, that's that ESG shit, man. That's the whole push for the ESG. They're just wrapping it up. Well, check this, Sean. So, how long is it, though, before it's, hey, if you're not donating, then you can't fly or, or whatever, right? If you're not contributing to, you know, carbon emissions and, and, and us helping delete that. How long is it before you lose miles? Before you can only fly or, so or for carb, not even just carbon, or what if like you're not supporting the LGBTQXYZ yes. enough, or you're not, or or whatever other organization, or maybe like Sean Penn said, you know, maybe the vac. If you're if you don't feel like getting the vax, what goes through your mind when you hear a lot of the anti-vaccine rhetoric? Um, it, it's it's a cowardice of conviction. I, I think that it is an unwillingness to engage in a culture of common sense. Uh, that at this point, it seems criminal to me, actually. I, I really feel that, um, that, that that if someone chooses not to be vaccinated, that they should choose to stay home, not go to work, not have a job. These are, you know, as, as long as we're all paying for these streets, we got to ride safely on them. And so I'm just hopeful that the mindset will change. And it started, we know that this really started with leadership voids. And now I think that there are some examples of leadership that are being helpful with it. Uh, but we really got to get everyone else, every, every, everybody on the same page. And I think the CDC should be much more clear. You think I'm going to listen to a burnout like Spicoli? Get me the hell out of here, man. You couldn't even, you know what I mean? No, we're going to get his shit straight in, in high school. And he's telling me that I got to do that. I'm a criminal if I don't get vaxxed. Look, I've told people I have friends. I know people that got the vaccine. I'm not get. I'm not like, oh, get away from me or not. I don't care, man. Like, right. I get it because everybody's circumstances, whether it was good for you or not, I'm under the belief. Not like a lot uh, other people believe. Like it's a, a like there may be some control aspects, but to me, I really believe it was a money grab. Whether like, hey, man, we got them on their toes right now. They're pretty scared. Let's roll something out. And then they didn't care about the repercussions of stuff happening. They're actually putting on. They're saying we should probably put on the label now that it causes blood clots and uh, myocarditis that it may and I, I i'm also under the view of that i don't think it's caused everybody myocarditis and blood clots because i know people that nothing has happened to them i just think that they rolled it out not giving a shit and saying fuck it let's roll the dice if people get hurt they get hurt if he dies he dies you hey, know what i mean that's how they did it <laughs> whenever i see sean penn or listen to him talk all i think about is him sorting a ton of cocaine in carlito's way and i know that he probably does it in real life so i'm like no nah, i'm not listening to a fucking coke head number one yeah. <laughs> and number two like i'm a little different than you though like i agree with you it was a cash grab but i think it was completely controlled like i think they've been playing this for a long time and i think it's a social experiment on control i don't think it was to wipe everybody out but i do think 
that people are going to see more and more issues physically over time, right? I think it's not going to happen right away, but I think when you're looking at five years, six years, seven years from taking these vaccines, what are they going to do to you? And they do want population control. They they are saying it blatantly out of their mouths constantly. But they even said, like, even like Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough was talking a lot about it, and he was saying that, like, pretty much if you take the vaccine within the year, those spike proteins are out of your system because... You're coughing them out. You're, you're, you're spread, like when They're you're lying. No, do you know? Who, yeah, Peter McCullough been like the head like on this since the beginning, talking about like you know he was like talking about the jabs, and he's one of the one guys that's been uh, really big in this community of talking about and exposing a lot of what's happening. I know. Who I, he I, is. I, I, I just I have a lot of faith in what he's saying because I, uh... I think because the population control, like to an extent, I think like that's also a scare tactic, right? That's also using that fear so that people will like. Again, it gives a split. Like, it, it, I'm just looking at it, like, on my level of, like, the logic, like, logic of how you would do this. Because how would you know? So if you're, if you're most obedient, people are just going to take it and then die. Then you're going to have the people that are disobedient. You know it doesn't what I mean? Work like that way, though, in my opinion, I think it wasn't the same vaccine they rolled out. I think it was a multitude of different vaccines. I think it was a testing phase too about what these vaccines could do to you. Again, I don't think this was complete population control. That's not the whole agenda here. Now, I do think it's going to. There's X amount that went out that's supposed to do a certain thing or at least see how it operates on the human system a certain way. Why would they want to get rid of everybody? It makes no sense, right? They, they're not going to. They need worker bees. They yeah. need people to work for them. They need people to control. And it's like you said, why would they just wipe out the people that wanted to be the most compliant? That doesn't make any sense either because you need people that are compliant to work for you. I don't think that works that way either. I think it's a combination of multiple things. But all I'm saying is let's not throw out the absolute control of this whole thing globally. Yeah, I agree with the control. I agree with the control like that, that more like getting how, how susceptible are people to listen, uh, get them to do things. That's like the whole group think uh, idea of like getting people from these think tanks and they're saying, Hey, let's introduce this idea into society. I totally agree on that. I just don't think that they're making something like, I think it's each individual companies that are benefiting and profiting and off this because it's an opportunity. I'm just looking at on the base level of like, well, how humans are in general, right? There's something and there's a time and they're like, man, we could really make a lot of money off this. We've already had. And I think they've wanted to implement this technology because they can not only be get people to be compliant with it, but they could use it on all fronts now. That's why we started seeing the push for the mRNA flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, they were pushing again more an mRNA type uh, AIDS uh, uh, and HIV type vaccine and so on and so forth because this mRNA technology started out as supposed to be a way of treating cancer and, and and I think that's what they're kind of implementing it everywhere I think they're just like wanting it to be one size fits all which it won't because it never works like that nothing works like that but they want it to be in the psyche of the of the brain of like hey this thing cures everything and they're like oh, okay yeah because a lot of the common lurkers just hear that little headline they're like all right. But I just think that like sometimes people go a little overboard. I agree with you on the like mind control aspect of kind of getting people to do what they want them to do. But I think a lot of people go a little bit overboard on when they're like making it like, yeah, see, look at all these people dying. Like there's people that just like dedicate pages to like just showing every single person that died. And don't right. get me wrong. I'm one of those people that as soon as I hear someone die, I'm like, hey, were they vaxxed? Like I am For one of those sure. people like. 
Because it's hard for me not to be. <laughs> now we have seen a huge influx of people passing, like either just dropping dead unexplained yeah, yeah. or having heart conditions, which we've this has skyrocketed since these and vaccines. children and young Absolutely. young people. Like I know personally, uh, my boss, uh, his friend, they had someone die, a young guy, thirty nine years old, and he just dropped dead. Doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, uh, a good. In decent shape. I'm not saying he's like, and I'm not saying there could be nothing, but that's kind of weird. And and again, that also doesn't mean that every single person that took it is going to die. Like that's also the no, push that I like. I think there's this grim thing. I just think it's out there uh, to collect data and to collect stuff. Mm-hmm. And that kind of good that we talked about that because like uh, that brings me to a couple clips. So let's start out with this clip. I'm going to go with the Netanyahu where he kind of says what we're kind of saying about a database and 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 the base of where this is all going. We came out of COVID first. I described that in my book, my conversations with Albert Borla, Pfizer, and I persuaded him to give tiny Israel uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it, you know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the, the lab for Pfizer. And that's how we did it. We got out and we gave the information to the world, not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base database of medical, personal medical records for entire population, a genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva, a sample, volunteer. But I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now we have a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got, you have to have diversified populations. We have people from 100 lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let uh, pharma companies let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database, okay? I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms, but you can create, and then to the world, but you can create, uh, you know, a biotechnological industry that is un- unheard of right now, unheard of, unimagined even. Uh, and, and these are just sort of the examples. So we can become, a li- stave off Iran, become a light onto the nations in uh groundbreaking uh, technologies uh, that will benefit not only Israel, but our neighbors in the Middle East and the entire world, which is what is happening anyway, but bring it to a higher scale. It's this biochemical state that we're getting into, right? It's the same thing with the military industrial complex, you know, but it's now being shifted to the pharma, pharmaceutical companies, this complex of where they're going to like, we're at war. If you notice too, that they use use the same verbiage when they were talking about COVID and now these other like, you know, common flus that we have and, and things that are floating around, they're using it as like a, a weapon, like man, on the front lines of COVID. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like they use this verbiage, I think intentionally. And I do agree with you to an extent that I think it's on this uh, like control level and it's really about this like uh, biochemical state that like we're going to have to constantly 
and and they're trying to merge that with the climate, in my opinion. So that way, like it's these two things that we deal with on a day to day basis that you can't get rid of. That's already in your psyche. So it kind of easier to scare you with it for some reason. I right. mean, I don't I don't know the psychology behind it, but there's got to be something uh, lace in that. No, you're right, because if it's two external forces that you can't control and you've got an entity uh, power above you, government that can control it because they have the knowledge, they have the resources to help you, then yeah, they can put you under their thumb to do what they want you to do for your safety because it's all for your safety and that's all that Mm -hmm. they're pushing. But you know, you were talking about uh, that clip right there. It just kind of made me think a little bit about COVID testing and how they tied a lot of the COVID testing into like Ancestry.com and a lot of these ancestral DNA testing as well. So it's like, what were they doing and what are they still doing with COVID testing? Actually, they're rounding up the gingers. They, well, yeah, I know they're doing that, <laughs> man, because I mean, we're the superior race, man. I mean, that maybe that was what the whole thing was. <laughs> it probably is because really, if we track like the elite, right? If we've tracked down and figure yeah. out who this elite is. You know he's got a bright, bright head full of red hair. He has luscious locks of red Red that just like six fingers, (laughs) just straight up Nephilim. Like you already know that he is. He's trying to find where the rest of us are at, man. But he don't know me because I ain't taking that test. So he don't know where I'm at right now, man. So, you know, I'm here, though. I'm here. Yeah. Until he finds us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to cut off the locks. We cut off the locks just so they can't find us, man. That's how you do it, man. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're all going to be in some like war zone, man, and they capture us, and they're going to be like, all you that way, you. Red, red beard. Yeah. This way. <laughs> but how sweet would it be, though, to be on like the battlefield, and we're like getting uh, ready for war, and someone's like, Oh, about to get their butt cheeks tight. Yeah, cheeks tight, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, man. I might get shot just laughing from that. <laughs> but I agree with you. I think that's like, I think that's why it's kind of funny because like, uh, like people don't know, but a lot of times when we do these clip shows, I'll put the clips together and you don't know what I'm going to play. You right. know what I mean? I'll give you like a synopsis of like, ah, we're going to play this, 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 and that. So it was kind of funny. That's why when you were talking that way, I was like, you know what? He's kind of saying that. I thought you kind of, uh, that puts your what you were saying a little bit perfectly right. in into play. That that's what's going on. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I, I think you know that's that's definitely that control uh, piece uh, for our safety, because control mm-hmm. is going to be something that we willingly give away. We already are. We already have. And well, that's the only way that right. they can get it to me. Like they can't. We we have free will, and they know that they can't. And even if you believe, and then no matter what you believe, if you believe. You know, that the occult is a certain way, then they believe in that karmatic system that they have to reveal to you. Or even just in general, like if you're spiritual or, or you're, you're a particular religion that you know you have free will and they can't do anything unless you comply. Unless you right. willingly say, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And, and, and that's what they're trying to get. They're building this data, database and it's going to be more things. It's not just about, I think a lot of people focus on just the one vaccine or the mRNA. It's not just about the vaccines. It's about this whole control system of how they're going to control you with fear, which they've done. And they showed the blueprint. They did it with terrorism. They did it with 9-11. They're, they, you know, they, before the COVID, there was what, like 20 different, uh, 20, 30 different 
uh, swine flu, uh, uh, West Nile, Ebola. like, you know what I mean? There's, yeah, Ebola, like, everything keeps going down. And, and, and you know, not that they're not something that could affect you. There's all these things can. Right. But they're putting that height and fear against you so you're willing to be in that 15-minute city. So you're willing to be locked up in your home and only re- working remotely. And they like to do that with people by scaring them, especially the people that have kids. Because a lot of people, if they didn't have kids, they'd be like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Something <laughs> happens to me. Who cares? But what happens is, like, when you have kids, you want to be their protector. And now that there's these elements of things, that's why I think they get them psychologically because they're like, you can't stop weather, right? I can't stop a virus. They're, you know what I mean? If someone comes into my home, I can defend myself. I can protect my family. I can't necessarily do that with uh, viruses and all that. So that's why it gets into their level of their in their head and their brain of the control where they're like, well, this is the only thing that could save it. And that's why we kept hearing the, this saves lives and this saves lives. So I saved this clip for you, man, because I know how you, and, and, you know, we won't go too much into it, but like next week we'll have a really killer episode and you're going to really get kind of into this stuff. I found this clip and I was like, oh my God, Joel's going to be so pissed. So I was like, I got to show him. I was like, this is going to amp you up. So this is a bishop in uh, Oklahoma. Hello, my name is Bishop Polson, and I am the bishop for the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. So as soon as I had the opportunity to get the COVID vaccine, uh, I got it as quickly as I could, and it was a great experience. Um, very easy to do, easy to schedule, um, didn't have very much at all in the way of side effects. When I think about getting the vaccine when I thought about getting it myself and did get it but I think about it for others I think of that really central command that Jesus gives us which is to love our neighbor as ourself we know that this vaccine is very effective uh, very safe and so even if it's a minor inconvenience for us uh, we might have a few mild symptoms we have to get it scheduled on the calendar Uh, we know that that can protect somebody in our family, can protect somebody in our church community, protect somebody um, in our workplace and beyond. Uh, And that is something that uh, Jesus would have us do to protect those that we can, uh, even if it comes with just a little bit of inconvenience for us. I got mine, and I hope that you will too. I don't want to hear any more of these lies. (laughs) Bro. I'm getting hot right now. I also man. thought of your pops too. I was thinking like, cause we had discussions about your pops. He said, I was like, man, if you heard this clip, he's his blood might just like blow through the Yo, room. my pops would go nuclear right now. If you heard that, man, yeah. I'm actually going to have you send that to me. And I'm going to send that to him, mm-hmm. man, just to get it riled up. Like, Yo, he's going to be riled sure, up. Bro. Man. I mean, I'm getting hot just thinking about like, yeah, put this Jesus juice in you. Cause that's what he wants yeah. for you. He wants to let, he wants you to do this. Because the government says so, and Jesus said the government's always right. And the way he's doing it, like all like calm and like just all creepy, and dude, that that shit makes my blood boil, man. Because that's not even remotely anything that would be in the Bible. Like not even remotely. If anything, if you read any of Jesus' texts, man, he was super anti-government. He was super anti yeah. the system. Like in no way, shape, form, or fashion would he be behind this at all. And I can say that definitively. I can say as a whole when I read the Bible, I don't have all the answers and I don't understand it all. You know, I try. You know, I say a lot of times on the show. 
I read it for the teachings of Jesus. I read it for how I'm going to affect other people in my daily life. Um, a lot of it, you know, it's us trying to figure out, <clears throat> you know, we can sit there and try to act like, oh, it's this way. It's this way. It's this way. It doesn't operate that way because it, how you talk to God, how you speak with God is how you speak with God. But I can say definitively, Jesus would not tell you to get the vaccine. I'm going to tell you that right now on this show. I'll tell you by their face. Matter of fact, that bishop was in front of me, man. You don't even know what I would do. I don't even want to say it on air, man. They'll lock me up. But I'm telling you, it pisses me off, man. The fact that they're using Christ. And this goes back to what I say to you, Sean. This is why I say that there is such a push this undercurrent globally to take out Christianity at the forefront because they they're using it as a tool now too and we're going to get real hardcore on the next episode because I'm going to go hard hard at Christianity this next episode and me being a Christian and doing that I I just want people to understand like I go hard at anyone who is a false prophet. I don't care who it is that walks this planet, but man, that irritates me to no end seeing this in front of your face. These just false idols, these false prophets trying to drag people down into a cesspool, man. And that's well, why plus two to try to tangle in like, like me, I'm not a, a religious person who I would say, and I'm just like, bro, like you're saying Jesus would say this. Like, first of all, that's, that's inaccurate. Then he also kind of just like briefed over, you know, you might have some like mild symptoms, like, you know, get a little <laughs> sick or something. Like, you're like, what about the myocarditis? I know it says mild and you might think it sounds like mild, but it's not. Like, it's a pretty serious thing, pretty you know? Serious. Blood clots are pretty serious and there's no, so you could just tell, like, it's a fucking little piece that they put together that someone, he probably got government subsidies oh, for yes. it. And he's just lining his pockets. That's exactly what's happening. And they use all kinds of vessels because that's a trusted person within that community. That's why they go after all types, in my opinion, all types of different religious leaders because mm -hmm. those religious leaders are in tuned with what that community is saying. Yes. Like if you're talking about Jewish rabbis or a, a Catholic priest or a, 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 a Baptist, you know, a, a preacher, yes. whatever, whatever, you know, like just name it in, but they get them involved and then there was even documents. We even talked about that where there was documents where they were talking to these local religious leaders because they knew that they could get to the people. They were like, these people will listen to them. And and I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to them. I think some people have great things to say. Don't get me wrong. Like, it could be very helpful. But don't listen to them just like we say don't listen to us and take them for their word on every single thing. You could take little bits and pieces. But if someone's telling you you have to do this to be a better person or to be Jesus-like – you should get vaxxed up to be Jesus like <laughs> you should just kind of be like, uh, fuck no. Like, you know, hey, that's it. That's to me. That means you should see that the guy's full of shit. First off, there's a component in the MRNA vaccines and it's called Lucifer race. That's a real fucking thing. Go look it up. I did a lot of research on this when the MRNA vaccines came out. You can go to science.com and type in Lucifer race. You can see what Lucifer race does to rats under a black light. They fucking glow, man. So at the end of the day, I don't want to hear shit about how Jesus is telling you to take this vaccine. He does not want you to take it. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like it, it, they just try to like throw that in there. That's why I was like, I gotta, you gotta throw this out real quick. Cause I knew that like when I heard it, I was like, <laughs> I got to clip this, man. I was like, this is going to be intense, man. This is going to be a very intense moment. Uh, but that's what it gets because I also don't like that either. Like, 
regardless if I don't align with anything in particular, like I don't like false prophets either. I don't like right. people leading people astray into a way that they shouldn't. Like, and I'm not even telling people, I've never told anybody to or get the, a couple of close people. I just said, let's, have, we had a deep conversation about what the, the pros and cons of it. But if people get it, I don't think bad. I don't think negatively, negatively of them. And, and you know what I mean? I don't think that just everybody that's not down for the vax, I don't think of them positive. There's a lot of assholes, too, that didn't get vaxxed. I still like them, but they, they might be assholes about it. So I think there's hey. just, like, this fine line. Because I just see, too, anything that, you know me, anytime I see, a, like, a divide, I try my best to be like, hey, man, I'm cool with both sides. Like, I don't want nothing bad to happen to either of you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not saying it will or it won't. But, I, like, my praying and my hope and my vibes that I'm trying to spread out, I'm going to be like, man, I'm going to try my best to, like, find ways so that doesn't happen to you. But... When somebody, and then that's, this is the ironic part though, to me, is you hear like this bishop saying something like that. And then you have these atheist uh, lefties or like, you know, the, mm -hmm. they don't believe in anything. And then they're like, yeah, see, even the church guy is like, say, wait a second. So the guy you hate right. is promoting this thing, but you're still like, it's, it's, it's so mind boggling how people go and do these mental gymnastics to make things fit into this perfect circle that they're like, yeah, well, it's still good though. <laughs> See, I'm a little different than you, and it's going to be a little controversial because I'm very much like you as far as open-minded and, and really wanting people to bring their own thoughts and their own beliefs and everything to, to the plate. But I do think a little negatively to people that took the vaccine. And the reason why I think negatively is because of the position that they've put people like you and me in to have to fight our way out of it. Like, I feel like that a lot of people could have pushed back and they didn't. Imagine if everybody was like, no, we're not going to do what you're telling us to do. I'm going to do it because I want to do it. If there had been more people like that, we wouldn't be in this position to where people had to lose their jobs. People had to lose their livelihoods. People got kicked out of the military. There was so much that went down that that part of it I get when people are angry. Maybe that's a better word for it. Like, I don't look down on people at all because I understand everybody had their own situation. But yeah, but then like those same people that are angry – at those, like, not everybody, but a large percentage of those people that are angry at the people that took the vaccine are the same people that were all good on, like, yeah, let's uh, let's all get our asshole, like, tickled every time we go through the airport. You know what I mean? Like, no, so I agree like, with there's, that. I, there's, and they're going to constantly switch it. And the reason I have sympathy for those people is because they use, like, fear. Like, people that had kids that have, like, you know, like, rare diseases that they're super, like, scared of, like, man, what if they... It's on their subconscious level, right? They're like, oh man, I don't want anything. And now it's this new thing that's going to kill their their kids. I'm just saying that there's a lot of levels. I think people need to use the empathet use empathy. I understand that they could be frustrated. I would rather I understand the frustration. Let's say that. I don't think you Maybe should that's be angry a better word or hate that them. I feel about frustration. It. I understand that, like, because yeah. I get it. Because you're right. Like, we, if we can all be on the same wavelength, then we cannot be trapped. But that's the thing is that we're constantly being trapped in different aspects of this. You know what I'm saying? Like the right is like constantly saying like the border is going to overrun us and we're going to da 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 which they're afraid of that. You know what I'm saying? And they, they allow more restrictions happen to us because of that. And then the other people that are like, man, I'm just taking, and, and they scare them. They scare them to the point. And again, a lot of what I've seen of people that took it, they were scared because they had kids. And, and 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 they think they're doing the right thing, and they're being misinformed and propagandized. They're fucking Not, us they, up, they didn't, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they didn't hear. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't go and do the research. They didn't try. Like, they though. didn't find. They didn't even fucking. Yeah, but try. they didn't know. But 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 why, but how would they know though? Like right? But I know like, we didn't. That we did. didn't. 
that still No, no, I know that there's people, but I'm saying like there's a large percentage of people. What why are they gonna okay? I understand that someone when I'm telling them and they're like, okay, this guy who just works at a warehouse is telling me all this information and this supposed high-ranking official that's a, a doctor <coughs> is telling me this is good for you. I can understand why someone would believe them over me. You know what I mean? I'm just being like real with it because they think that those credentials are right. And that's the problem. And, and that's also the part problem of the right is there's too much of like, oh, these people we voted in uh, pick these other people to work and run these facilities and these agencies that like it's going to be good. And, and there's so much propaganda. That's why I have empathy. I do understand the frustration from people. I don't get mad at them. I just only get like a little pushback when I'm like, hey, you're getting to that borderline of hate. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or like where you want to be violent towards them. I, I to be like, man, you got to calm down because there is propaganda. We're all been propagandized, right? We're just fortunate enough that we've been giving and blessed the skills to be able to see through a lot of the bullshit. You know what I mean? Hey. And we can't expect everybody to see everything like the way we do. See, and listen, and you know how I feel about empathy because I definitely. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I've got tons of friends that take the vaccine and all that. And I have pl plenty of empathy. But I've got a righteous anger towards this shit, too, man, because I've seen some fuckers that took it, that had all the info in front of them that knew better and still blinded themselves because it's that yeah. it's that it's that air that oh that leftist thing that those fucking twats yeah. do, man, where they're like, oh, yes, and you don't know what you're talking about because this guy, he is so smart. He can, he's a doctor. Uh, 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 you know that thing they do? Uh, yeah, no. uh, it's that thing, man, that I can't fucking stand. And when I see that, I get pissed off because I'm like, you're that the arrogance, reason. That arrogance, that like, it's that arrogance. That arrogance, yeah, like, it's yeah, the yeah, arrogance where they... with no critical thinking behind it. You're just a brainwashed puppet. Like, you are a puppet as well. Like, you've been puppeted around and that irritates me. Like, now, do I have empathy, man? Do I sit back and I'm like, okay, yeah, I see where they're really coming from. But I'm talking yeah. about in the moment or, you know, when I'm on this podcast ranting and raving, like, I'm going to give my opinion on that. Well, that's why I think that's our, no, but I think that's why that's a good balance between me and you. We both help each other out. We push each other to these directions. Right. So we don't go too far either way. You right. know what I'm saying? I think that's the whole point of it. And of course, like, we're talking on a podcast, man, where we're going to air out our grievances and be like, <laughs> hey, man, this shit kind of did get on my nerves. I'm not going to lie. Like, I get it. I totally get people's frustration. I get your frustration, but you're also not out there like, like hoping that people die no. and like, you know what I'm saying? Like being Absolutely rude to people not. in masks. I get your frustration totally. Cause we talk about it, you know, even off air, I get your frustration. And I think it's well put because there is people that, you know, personally now it's like, they just like kind of, they thought that they had that ego of their superior knowing and all knowledge that, that, that they, I know this is the right thing to do. And they still hold on to that. They, they they'll be like, no, it's still good. You're like, Hey man, don't you got mouth cards? It's too good, man. Don't worry about it. Like I get that, that part of it. There's just a lot of people in the community. I'm trying to calm down. Like we, we talked about it, like the whole amnesty thing. I think people need to like, kind of, break those barriers down because, yes yeah the hardcore people you're not going to change their mind but there's a lot of people on the outskirts that kind of got tricked because they didn't either get the information or they weren't sure or they were right. so fearful and that's where they get people with fear the same thing that they that's why I've, I've said since the beginning and people didn't like it i wish it would have went viral but it didn't because i thought people it's a message people should hear which is terrorism is to the right as what covid is to the left yes it's the it's the same thing and and they use it, these fear tactics, and it's going to be even more because we're going to see all this climate stuff. Like you said, people that lived in Buffalo 
we're like, oh, I don't know, man. It was pretty bad. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people that have lived it, and you're like, what the hell? But then I seen a, a couple in Buffalo. There was they went viral. They they were eating outside. <laughs> like they were eating and drinking outside in the middle of this storm. Like, yeah, like this is not man. If you've seen Bills fans, Bills fans are crazy, man. Shirts Jumping off. through tables. Yeah, shirts off instantly. Like as soon as the tailgate starts, they're like, hey, man, what do you still got a shirt on for? Like fucking Burt Kreischer at a comedy show. Like, right. you know what I mean, instantly naked. Like they're just like, hey, let's take that shirt off. <laughs> so they can handle it. Like people in Wisconsin, they can But I do see that they're using all that. Like I'm gonna, just waiting for. And they've kind of said some stuff about it, but I'm waiting for that fucking climate vaccine. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> this will protect you from I climate. might get mad then, Sean. I might get mad. I, I, would, I might get mad now, if people did. <laughs> now, Pfizer, Moderna, uh, Anthony Fauci, I am mad and angry at them. Yes. And we won't say too much because we know, <laughs> you know, people are watching, listening, but I have some thoughts for them. There's some things I could say, but some things I can't. And I don't want to indulge too much because right. I don't want to go to jail. But yeah, those people, for sure. I got a lot. Like, I would say I probably have a, a, a good, healthy hatred. You know what I mean? They know what because they, doing. they are intentionally misleading us. And like you said about that preacher, if you're intentionally misleading us, then we got a problem. Like, I get it. You don't got the information. You don't understand something. Cool. But when you're intentionally misleading somebody... That's like one of, to me, like, I mean, I'm not a scholar or anything, but I'm pretty sure that's like one of the worst sins to lead someone away from God or lead someone into a bad situation that would ultimately lead them away to God. I'm pretty sure that's like one of the ultimate, like, where he's like, yeah, just a few things don't do. Like, besides the Ten Commandments, like, don't hurt kids and like, don't mislead people from me. No, <laughs> intentionally. Christ talks about that all the time, man. Like, that's one of his like biggest pet peeves. That and like messing with kids, you know what I mean? Like, those are two things where he's like, and by the way, no, like I can't bring the wrath down. Like if you're, you're yeah. a false prophet or you're leading, you know, uh, messing with the with a kid, like it, it's it's it goes on both fronts. So that's when I get probably the most worked up. I mean, granted, it irritates me when I look at somebody, man, and it's like I'm looking at their eyes and I can see the back of the wall because there's nothing in between. Like that bothers me because I'm like, God, there's no way for me to talk to this person, even try to help them see something because in their mind, I'm just a conspiracy theorist and i'm you know gonna try to lead them to a path of misinformation so <laughs> and i will tell you that if like uh you know the little uh weirdos that mess with kids or these false prophets a joel will turn into super ginger eight and destroy <laughs> you like i've seen it like so if you think goku's bad you know what I mean? <laughs> the hair literally grows out of my bald yeah, head. Like, it just goes. instantly just woo. <laughs> it's this glowing, like you can't even look at it. It's like this glowing orange light that you're like, oh man, you can barely, you, you can barely stand to see it. <laughs> so just don't go there. I'm just, I'm just warning you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair warning. Uh, if you, you can do what you will with that. <laughs> Now, we do have a, the right talking a lot about, you know, in the, the banning of TikTok. That this has been the big story. Um, let's just play it and we'll go off of that. 
This morning, new revelations that employees of TikTok's parent company were spying on users in the U.S., including several reporters. You're right. We are totally exposed right now. All this data is flowing back to China. ByteDance, the Chinese company that owns TikTok, now acknowledges four of its employees access journalists' private data as part of an effort to find who was leaking company information this year. Journalists from BuzzFeed and the Financial Times were reportedly tracked, and Forbes says its journalists were also spied on saying ByteDance monitored journalists' physical location using their IP address. ByteDance says their employees' behavior violated the company's code of conduct. None of the individuals remain employed at ByteDance. Security risks like this have long been a concern of U.S. lawmakers who warn China is gaining access to user information of the more than 100 million U.S. TikTok subscribers. The Senate recently voted to ban the app on federally owned devices. The House could follow suit as soon as today. When you start getting a look at what China could do with the information, they could do things potentially like, you know, use it to further target people for hacks. 19 states have also banned TikTok from state-owned devices, and Indiana has filed two lawsuits over security and child safety concerns on the app. So the right-leaning media has been going hard on TikTok for a while, Mm -hmm. and I'm not totally against what they're saying. Like, I get it. Like, there's a foreign adversary that obviously is spying through that and all this. But I'm like, where were you guys uh, when the NSA was spying on us? Where were you guys that Google is constantly spying on us? Where were you guys? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like, we could go on and on and on and on that are spying on American citizens, American companies spying on American citizens and taking their data. So I don't really have a lot of sympathy. Like, is it a foreign? Like, I'm, I'm almost more like, yeah, I expect China to do that. I don't expect our intelligent agencies to do that to us. I mean, I do now because of how I am and how I think and what I've seen. But when you just like, go in the realm of things, you would be like, yeah, that would make sense if Russia, China, Brazil, like name a country that they're trying to spy on other countries. But your own intelligence agencies are spying on you constantly and you're worried about TikTok. Right. Hey, uh, hey guys, if you're listening right now, Joe Thomas about to go Sean Chris on y'all. I'm going to go baseline level. You know what I mean? I'm going to yeah. go to the base. We're going we're gonna to look at the money. We're going to look at the money. So the way I look at it is you got these companies like Instagram, Facebook, which owns Instagram. You know, they're trying to compete with TikTok. TikTok's been blowing them out of the water. These are all American-based companies. So what better way to get that ad revenue back? To get your own revenue back is to get TikTok out of the U.S. You get TikTok out of the U.S., then it's all centralized back to these other platforms. And look at what Instagram's done. They have built a platform that, as far as its tools go, can compete with with uh, TikTok. Absolutely. With the reels and everything else they got going on there, they can completely compete. But TikTok got ahead of them on that. So what's what better way to catch back up and get that revenue back Get them out of here. That's all you got to do. And then you'd be like, hey, it's American made, baby. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and people forget that Facebook bought Instagram. Instagram was its own right. thing. It was a supposed, and the thing I think the miscalculation with Facebook, and they bought Instagram and they didn't pay attention to TikTok. Right. Remember, they thought it was Snapchat. They were mm-hmm. worried about Snapchat. So they started copying everything Snapchat was doing and they were trying to implement a lot of the stuff they had over there. They saw, and they kind of just, didn't really pay attention too much to TikTok and now they're playing catch up. I'm with you. I think they're trying to play catch up. They're trying to use the whole, hey, it's a Chinese company, which I'm not saying. I'm sure they're spying him because all these 
all these social media apps are to spy. Like, mm-hmm. we tell you to go there, but like, hey, that's so we, we're going to use them to build what we want because that's what you should do. You should use these we- these sites to get money, steal the money from them to build your own thing. You know what I mean? That's the only way to do it. I'm Robin Hood, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> going in there. <laughs> you know I mean? If I could, I would go straight to the headquarters, but it's not that easy. You know what I mean? But they bought Instagram and they tried to formulate it to a couple other because they that was their competition. Mm-hmm. Facebook was losing to Instagram. And then Instagram saw Snapchat going off and a couple other little, you know, like uh social media acts, Vine, right? Remember Vine? They yeah. also that's how they implemented the little videos of Vine. And then TikTok kind of emerged out of nowhere. And I think they kind of just like, ah, it's not gonna be anything. And then it took off like crazy. And it blowing them out of the water on every avenue. That's why they're coming out there and they're trying to compete some way. That's why you're seeing this new thing, uh, the subscriptions. You're seeing uh, 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 them trying to do the same thing that they did with TikTok. I don't think it's going to be as successful and it hasn't been as successful. That's why they're saying, okay, well, we can't really compete, so let's ban them. Let's completely ban them. Right, for sure. And I think that's part, definitely part of it because if you ban them, then everybody comes to you. And then your format is the leading format at that point by default. So I do think yeah, that's, the, that's a big that's a big part of what's going on right now. And at the end of the day, you know, again, back to baseline level, I get it, man. Get China out of here. Like I get it what they're doing. They're like, you know, just at that level, we're not even talking about money anymore. We're just talking about you got a Chinese corporation that's got more pool in the United States than any other social media platform. People don't like that, especially three-letter agencies who want to have control. So at the end of the oh, day, yeah. they want it out of here. And and honestly, they may end up getting it out of here. And maybe, maybe it's Trump that what? comes back in and does it. Maybe he does fulfill his obligation that he tried to do the first time with it. Yeah, there's no FBI and CIA um, <laughs> uh, office at uh, like there is a Twitter and Facebook and Instagram right. you know, on TikTok. <laughs> so that's probably why they're like, hey, yeah, I don't like this, man. I don't like this. So let's go to a old clip. This is a uh, Senator Frank church. This is from August 17th, 1975. I he's on NBC's meet the press. thought it was pretty interesting. It's a little longer clip about two minutes. I thought this is very relevant to what is going on in today's day. But let me tell you this in the need to develop a capacity to know what potential enemies are doing. The United States government has perfected a technological capability that enables us to monitor the messages that go through the air. Uh, These messages uh, are between ships at sea. They could be between units, uh, military units in the field. We have a very extensive capability of intercepting messages wherever they may be in the airwaves. Now, that is necessary and important to the United States as we look abroad at enemies or potential enemies. We must know. At the same time, that capability at any time could be turned around on the American people. And no American would have any privacy left, such as the capability to monitor everything, telephone conversations, telegrams, it doesn't matter. There would be no place to hide if this government ever became a tyranny, if a dictator ever took charge in this country. 
the technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny. And there would be no way to fight back because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government, no matter how privately it was done, is within the reach of the government to know. Such is the capability of this technology. Now, why is this investigation important? I'll tell you why. Because I don't want to see this country ever go across the bridge. I know the capacity that is there to make tyranny total in America. And we must see to it that this agency and all agencies that possess this technology operate within the law and under proper supervision so that we never cross over that abyss. There, that's the abyss from which there is no return. And that people don't know that Frank Church was also a big part of the whole Operation Mockingbird being talked about in the Senate and uh, being brought across on the Senate floor when they you know, really went at the CIA and all that. I thought it was really good. Because he's right. And I think it has kind of, I don't, I think that he didn't get everything right because I don't think it had to be a dictator. It just had to be a group that could just really get into the, like a group of people, elitists that knew that they can control this. And I, I believe it started like with Reagan in the eighties. I'm sure, I'm sure it didn't start there. I'm just saying that where we started seeing this implement of the plan of where it was like this whole you know, uh, uh, people are following like left, team, red, right. Like, you know what I mean? Not really seeing. I know there's little traces of it, but remember, Reagan is the one that passed the bill to say that news stations don't, they don't have to cover both angles. They can be biased. They can just only report. And ever since that, that's how we've gotten these networks that divide us. And that to me is one of the tools that's been used for so long because we didn't, we're getting different news, right? Some guy that watches Fox News and the other one religiously watches CNN, they're getting two totally different stories out of the same story. You know what I mean? Right. Like, hey, to them, they're like, yeah, man, this homeless guy came in the building and he set a fire on accident, burned it down. And then the other side is like, uh uh, this guy came in there, diced the place full of gasoline, shot a rocket at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not getting the, so you're never getting the truth. So they separated the truth from the American public. And I think that's why people like me, you, uh, uh, tons of people in here, because we don't just cover news and everything, because it's more than just that. I think people get lost in that, and they think the politics and, and, and the news are the only things that matter, but that's why we talk about Bigfoot and paranormal act, uh, activities, uh, uh, aliens, or whatever you want to call it, fallen angels. All these things, to me, are relevant, and that divide is why we can't show everybody the truth, or, or why we can't rally behind something right and that's why you know all the fantastical stuff is generally taken out mm -hmm. you know i always talk about how you know when the roman catholic church and, and when a lot of these uh entities uh came into christianity they took the esoteric knowledges out of the bible they took they took a lot of the uh supernatural out of the bible there's a reason for that because once we realize that we are connected to the supernatural in a positive way, as far as connected to God and this great, you know, this great power, we're not worried about this bullshit around us. These politics and all that, they don't mean anything. Like, it's mm -hmm. great for people like you and I to be able to dissect it, to help people see how trivial that it is in the sense of, hey, this is what they're trying to do. 
This is what we do to not do it. You know what I mean? That's why we do this on this show. But that's also why we do episodes like, you know, Man Before Man, or we talk about Nephilim, or we talk about all these other fantastical things, which, by the way, tie into the government and tie into these elites. Let's not get that twisted either, because they are super deep into the occult, too. So when you start intertwining all that, and that's what we do here on this show. We're here to bring it all together because it is all together. And you have to realize that. Don't get so caught up on the geopolitical realm and not understand what's going on in the occultic and the esoteric realm. Don't get so caught up in what's going on in the woods with Bigfoot and don't realize that, hey, Bigfoot's connected to what's going over here in the esoteric Mm -hmm. realm. It's all connected. And I think when you start bringing those threads together, that's when you start seeing the big picture of what they've really got planned for us in the future. I totally agree. And here's a clip of the U.N. I don't know if you heard about this. The U.N. conference reaches historical biodiversity deal. Beatrice, 190 countries uh, have struck a deal to protect biodiversity. This deal is being uh, hailed as historic. What makes it so significant? What makes it? Many environmentalists are saying that this deal is our last chance to, you know, reverse the threat on our biodiversity, which basically uh, refers to all living things on Earth. So if we look at the situation right now where thousands of species are under threat of extinction, our insect numbers are plummeting, our oceans are acidifying... The situation is very dire and our ecosystems are under enormous pressure. So this deal could change the way we farm, uh, the way we do business and the way we protect our animals and plants. This deal was hammered out in a series of really tough negotiations. Uh, you mentioned 190 countries getting them to agree on something is, is really significant. What, what were the biggest points of contention? The biggest content, uh, point of contention by far was financing. And that's something we already saw at the climate talks, uh, which were also UN talks in, in Egypt in November, uh, because it really boils down to this, that um, poor nations want richer nations to give them more financial aid to help them in their conservation efforts, especially because these developing nations are the ones that really are home to some of the most outstanding biodiversity. For example, if you think of the Amazon in South America. So these negotiations negotiations got so heated at one point that delegates from poor nations walked out of the negotiations. Okay. Okay. Like, he sounded yeah. a little... Like, yeah, baby, yeah. I love yeah, that. He's a weirdo, I love man. That. Yeah, that money diversity. Yeah. Did you, ca- did you catch, though, that, that I think that we were a little bit ahead of the curve? Like, give myself a little pat, give us a little pat on the back. Did you see that they said, insects... Yes. Are also becoming extinct. Extinct. So that whole eating the bugs, because now they're like, now we, great. Now we can't even eat the bugs. Here's the fake meat. Yeah. That's what I, I really, no, I 100% sure. per- you know, see I, that that's one of the things they're going to push. To that moment when I wish we had uh, Justin from Cryptos the Corn on here to really break that part <laughs> down. Because he, you know, he farms. He grew up farming and he understands how that works. He's just like, you know, Billy and William from, from Permapastures. They understand how that works and they understand that in essence, it's, yeah, you've got some animals that have gone extinct. You've got animals that do go extinct, but it's not to the point of what they try to make it out to be. Like everything's dying and oh, that's what they do because yeah. you, they got to up this ante to scare you enough to where you're going to do whatever they say. It's back to that existential 100%. threat. If they give you an existential threat, you're going to do what they tell you to do, which is really sad too, man, because, you know, like myself and my girl and I told you we go to the zoo a lot and we believe in con- conservation and taking care of animals especially ones that are going extinct you know uh we talk about the Mexican wolf you know our zoo 
if you didn't know this, the Mexican wolf population was down to like be- like below a hundred. Like I think maybe 10, 20 years ago or something like that, but it could have been a little longer. But the Cincinnati Zoo actually built that back up. So now you've got like all these Mexican wolves back out there. So I do agree with some of that, right? Like there is some of that that happens naturally, especially with. Well, because then you'll get invasive species too, though. Like the wolves are a natural predator that are going to make sure that some of the, because some of these species like deer and and elk and, and others like that, certain rabbits, like. If if there's not a predator keeping that like food line in check, then they will they'll go crazy. They would take yeah, and they'll take over everywhere. Like you'll see elk and deer everywhere. So where so much where you won't be able to drive anywhere. Like right, that's right. how much because they can procreate so fast. Well, it's like buffalo, right? So buffalo mm-hmm. was on the verge of extinction too, and a lot of people thought that you know when white people came over here. <laughs> Good old white people. Whitey yeah, came over here and uh, was killing buffalo. They were doing it for, you know, the buffalo skins and the buffalo meat. That wasn't what they were doing. They were actually killing off the Indians food source. So that was kind of their whole plan to take over the country. A strategy. Right. It's a strategy. Right. So it's, just, you know, war. You know, that's essentially what it was. It wasn't, you know, war is never right, in my opinion. But that's what that was the plan. And that's what happened. That's why it took it out. So, again, you got people that come in and they see these species that are like dwindling about on the end of it and they help them, you know, help bring them back. And I'm all for that, man. I'm all for taking care of the planet too, man. At the end of the day, like throw your trash away. Don't, don't screw up yeah. the planet, man. God get, put us on here to be stewards of the planet, to take care of the planet. It wasn't to screw it up, you know? And honestly, when you look at, you know, what the elites have done to the planet themselves with a lot of this industrialization and not, you know, taking care of the air and all that. I mean, they're blaming us for what they started. So it's like, you, yeah, that's you know, what they it, do. It's hilarious almost. Yeah. They want to blame us. And then when people do come up with things to like, there was that kid a long time ago, uh, I can't remember his name, but it was like 20 years ago, uh, a little bit before that Greta came out. He, he made an invention to clean the oceans. Boom, no one wants to talk about him anymore. There was another people that came up with the inventions of, hey, on these smoggy cities, we can put these filters on buildings that not only can get the carbon dioxide out of the air, but we can reuse it for energy. And they were like, eh, it kind of looks ugly on the buildings. Like, you know what I'm saying? So people come with solutions. It's just because they don't really want a solution. They want this ever enduring where it's your fault. That's why, like, if you notice, that's why I was really against the whole COVID push. It wasn't because, like, first of all, I knew there was fear-mongering, right. which I know all news agencies do all that. But anytime I see that they're like, oh, it's the working class's fault. Wait a second. How the fuck is our fault? Especially when we're talking about Fort Detrick. You know, a lot of people forget about that. You know, everybody talks about the Wuhan labs, but we forget about the Fort Detrick lab. That in, And there's that other one, too, recently, right in Boston. Remember, they were like... Messing with the more powerful strain. Well, like, yeah, you know they're what I mean? trying like, to create something that was even stronger, which I think they've already yeah. got. I think that was just to put it out there to get the right. And really I think a lot out. of that, <laughs> I think a lot of that is like, like, I mean, it, it's hard to say, right? It's easy to say. We could say it's the occult. We could say it's like, you know, the elites trying to control people. But also, I think it's just industry, like, right? Like, obviously, the military industrial complex is going to get people to get into the CIA or get people into the military that's going to help cause conflicts. But now I think we're seeing a new imperialism, a new form of uh, of a medical, a big pharma complex where mm-hmm. they're just, oh, let's, uh, because they have so much money now. You know what I mean? Right. They have so much power that they can go around. And I think you're right. I think they're pushing out these different viruses and, 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 
implementing them like they're like, all right, what else we got cooking back there? Why? Because they'll profit off of it. Because if there's no viruses, just like if there's no war, the military industrial complex doesn't get any money. That's why Lockheed Martin, that's why like all these companies, uh, Raytheon, they are, have people. Why do you, why do retired generals go to Raytheon? Right. Right. There's a reason because they have that network and they're like, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? It's going a little crazy in Congo right now. You know what I'm saying? We should uh, maybe we should drop a little, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Let's start a little coup over there. Like, hey, man, I heard Chile is, you know, they're getting a little, you know, riled up over there, like Ukraine, you know, name it. But now <coughs> they're competing with the big pharma. Right. Big pharma is probably just as maybe bigger than the military industrial complex because that is kind of like sectioned off. In, in, you know, certain countries, big pharma's all over. They're, they're worldwide. They're, they got a network. They're a cartel. You know what I'm saying? They're like this huge organization that is going to constantly scare all of us with viruses. And I think that, I think they're also part of the push with the whole uh, climate change because I think they're going to, because they've talked about that causes disease. It's all about being able to not control disease, man. Just let, they want us to like, yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you could either just die like a weird regular human or you could just be on all these supplements. But then when they tell you like, hey, man, this will help you uh, with your skin, but might cause heart damage. Might, your brain might swell and blow up. Like you're like all these lists of stuff that I'm like, what? Well, I don't want to take that, man. Like I, I would rather just take the risk skin of like a living. baby and a brain like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> This is the last story I got just because this one's funny, man. It's another one of the climate ones. Uh, poor cows. Man, they're always going after the cows, man. Man, cows cows are people, too. I love cows. There's some complex chemistry going on here. Cows have four stomachs. In one of them, microorganisms break down food into nutrients, producing methane as a waste product. Cows burp the fermented food back up and chew it some more. Each cow belch is a blast of methane into the atmosphere. I call methane the fast and furious. I call it fast and furious because it has a real punch to it. It's more heat trapping than, let's say, carbon dioxide, CO2. Uh, so it's more powerful. If you reduce methane, you reduce warming. Mitloner and scientists around the world are trying to do that by slightly changing what the animals eat. You just change the composition of microbes in the rumen. And this From doesn't those, harm the cows at all? No. From those microbes that produce methane to those microbes that don't. Here, graduate students are preparing feed for the university's herd of black Angus cows. Then they sprinkle a bit of red dust in each animal's trough before the heifers chow down. This is the pulverized bark of the cabracho tree, which grows in South America. And scientists working here have found that just a small amount added to cattle feed can reduce cows' methane emissions by 10%. Far from this feedlot, environmentalists are angry with the Biden administration for agreeing to legislation prohibiting federal agencies from measuring methane in agriculture, bowing to demands by the agribusiness lobby. This administration's abysmal approach to measuring and reducing emissions from methane in agriculture undermines their credibility in international climate forums. Meanwhile, back in California, the cows are munching away, seemingly happy and hopefully less gassy. Man, that lady was so annoying, though. She's like, like those New York, the New York Times writers. 
And that guy, you know, he had fun with that thing, man, because he put the the belching. Like, he was just putting those stupid words together. <laughs> you know what he was like? He was like the Fast and the Furious with bovine diesel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, come on, man, you're just going off. Like those times, man, people are hilarious. Like, Bro, they get the best stuff part like about this whole methane thing, man, because I've been tracking this for a while, especially with what they were pulling over in New Zealand with it. And I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, cows have been around for thousands of years. Why is it a problem now? Like, you're not going to sell me on the fact that oh, it's been building up. It's been building up. And now we're at break the tipping boy and it's going down the whole plant's gonna go away if we don't like start stopping these cows like bro this is do you even hear yourself this is the stupidest shit i've ever heard of in my fucking life and there are people that will listen these idiots and fucking believe it it's 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 so mind-blowing man this is just oh when i hear methane though I think I just watched way too much Breaking Bad. I'm like, oh, they're making math. You know what I mean? Like, every time, I, every time, I, oh, now they use cows to make meth. I was like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> but no, these guys are funny, man. That's all. I was like, let's end it on some funny stuff. And then I like, just like, I hate like. And then I'm like, no wonder people like. I mean, I try not to go too much on the wokey or liberal people, but like when they try like, they just challenge Like, I don't know if you've seen that like trend where like they're. Like, it's hilarious. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, I just went in to go." Like they'll be like, "I just went into hat shop," and they'll be like, "Hey, that's really cool." Hey, well, hey, you got like all those little like voices. Like people, I'm like, man, I don't know, man. I'm not saying I have like the best voice, but like you can work on it. You know, what I mean, when I was younger, you know, I didn't have like you know, and I noticed, and I was like, you oh, know, I don't want to sound like a little bitch. Let me. Well, it's part of that division, though, Sean. Like people, people want to sound a certain way to identify yeah. with a certain political realm, or just identify with a certain part of life. People talk a certain way to fit in with a certain part of life. Man, they don't talk like themselves, and that's what it is. That's why we associate certain sounds with certain. It sounds like a gay Cartman from South Park. You know what I mean? Like, he just has that, like, I don't know, man. I just don't like a lot of the shit they do. But yeah, man, you know how we do. Like, we got a lot of stuff coming. Um, man, I'm telling you, this after you hear this episode, I really do think the next one, you know, that's all the clips I got for today. But man, the next one, we got a lot. I think that one's going to be real good because it's it's prevalent of what's going on, it's very relevant. To everything that's going on, it ties in pretty much. It just so happens that it ties into a lot of the stuff we were playing today. So I think that'll be great. I don't want to give too much out, but that'll be great. And we also want to thank everybody, man. You know, we get a lot of new listeners, a lot of more five star reviews, uh, people showing love. We've got some subscribers growing on Instagram now. Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. You know, you could become a subscriber four ninety nine a month. I mean. Well, that's less than a Starbucks coffee, man. Like, and you know, at least you're, you just think about it like this. You're helping us build more stuff so we can have our own website. At the moment, everything comes out of our pocket. So we're trying to find ways to, you know, capitalize off that. And maybe you don't like that. Maybe you don't want to be a subscriber on Instagram. You could be a subscriber on Patreon. You know what I mean? That's another platform that we're utilizing at the moment to maximize our efforts to build the things that we want to build. Or maybe you're just like, hey, I don't want to deal with either of those. But I love your show and I want to help you guys out. Well, you can. You can go to KTMB Donations on Cash App. You know, we got the link in the descriptions. All is appreciated. But we even appreciate the people that send us stories and, and you know, 
uh, love with the five-star reviews. It's not all about money. It's all about just building this until it's, we can compete with these uh, intelligent agencies, run uh, news stations and networks. We're not going to be able to compete with them without... You know, so, you know, we need a little bit of a boom, 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 so we can give them that, you know, piece them up. If they want these hands, we got to be in that arena and we got to get into the ring. Right, for sure. And check this out, guys. If you do subscribe to us on Instagram, you get a special badge. So whenever you DM us, we're going to see the badge and, and we'll hit you back with whatever questions that you have or whatever, man. I've already had several people hitting us up today at the uh, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast Instagram handle. Uh, they had the badges. They were like, hey, uh, what about this? Or is this going on? Or what's going on about this? Hey, I was asking a question about that reel you did. Hey, I'm going to answer you. Like, you got the badge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to holler at you, uh, show you love. Sean and I are going to get on there. And uh, we create special chat groups for people, too. Um, so you could even talk to each other in the chat if you're all subscribers. So, you know, and we'll give you insider information on stuff we're dropping, like, way before it happens. So when we did the... A UFO Christmas episode. They all knew it was coming out. They knew who was going to be involved in the episode way before it dropped. So we try to show people love there. Also, there's special subscriber content that you get to, too, because I make special reels just for that. So you only get access to it if you're a subscriber. $4.99 a month. You can cancel it anytime if you hate looking at my bald head. So there's that. And every Tuesday and Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, catch us on lives. You know what I mean? We'll be answering questions, trying to break some stuff down, About run about an hour each live. You know what I mean? Just like have some time. And you know, if you feel like contributing at the time, you can contribute it there well too by getting us a, a couple of those badges. You know what I'm saying? And uh, help support the show. I mean, that's, you know, we built this stuff from the ground up and we're trying to take it to the next level. And sometimes you have to, we don't want to do it all. So we're trying to figure out multiple avenues of how we could build this show bigger and better and give more content constantly. So that's why you just go to kill the mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, Sean, Chris music on Instagram, Van Tesla music on Instagram and check out Sean, Chris, Joel Thomas on all streaming platforms and kill the mockingbirds on telegram. That has been where we're at. And uh, we really do appreciate all the support we've been growing and man, it's nothing but love, man. You know, we get we got way more positive reviews than negative, so oh, I'll take that all day. And Sean, don't forget to tell everybody, and I'll just go ahead and tell them now, we got two new shows, new podcasts that will be coming out in January, and they'll be they'll both air once a month. We're not gonna tell you what they're called yet or who's involved, but each podcast is another podcaster that's working with us to create this podcast We're teaming up man We're, We're teaming, teaming up, up on boy. right on two full Trump, baby full Trump, baby <laughs> so and they will be aired here on kill the mockers podcast as well as their podcast as well and we're not going to tell you yet who's involved but they'll be you know reoccurring they'll be part of the podcast um but they'll air early on patreon you'll get that early as, as in addition to the patreon only episodes so you'll be able to get that too so yeah man we got a lot coming for y'all tons of music coming too man all year long we got lined up music ready to go sean's got bobby bonilla dropping uh january 1st it's gonna be fire um yeah man i'm excited for this year i know this is a whole new year of getting closer to Jen Psaki and it's going to go down. And I'm telling you right now, we got, we got, uh, February 14th on the horizon. 
And I'm telling you right now, by then, she'll have me at least as her side dude. I'm going to tell you that right now. You heard it here first. Hey, working your way up, bro. That's how you do it, little by little. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little by little. And like, uh, speaking of Bobby Bonilla, I'm going to, uh, let's end off with some Bobby Bonilla. And you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Blah, blah. Bird killers. That grind that, uh, that we go through. And it's, it's a special feeling. Sometimes, you know, the constellation is you don't get anything. But that to believe that you're there is one of the, is part of that. Stacking Bobby Bonilla. Baking like a needle. Pound a whole needle. Motherfucker, I don't need. Mooching off my energy, backhand, fuck all my enemies with the sawed off shotgun, hand on the pump, pistol on my hip, bitch, you know I'm out of dumb. Clocks and drugs is in the streets, and we up to no good. Straight bullets fly right through your hood. News flashing, brights and sirens, highway, guns defund the police, motherfucker, my way. Blue eyes, Sinatra, picture, JPEG, Gotti, the bull, ratting, Trayway. Miklo blood in but out We running right up in your house They talk a lot of shit until we load another clip Now they praying that I miss Stacking Bobby Bonilla Baking like a needle Pound a whole needle Motherfucker, I don't need Stacking Bobby Bonilla Baking like a needle Holy. Oh,